Yes, you belong with us here on Friday morning, and T Swears belongs at the MCG. She'll be there for the next three nights. Big crowds expected. Forty-seven song set from um, from Tokyo. They tell me in the paper today. That's a that's a lot of singing and dancing and moving and grooving for T Swears. I wonder if Michael Barlow is going to be hanging out at the MCG this weekend to see Taylor in action as well as keep an eye on those young kangaroos. He joins us on the line, the head of development at Arden Street. Good morning, Michael. Morning, half. How are you? I'm all right. Are you heading out to see the Swizz? <laughs> I'm not. No, no. I've got um. Uh, well, I've missed the boat, really, like most people probably at the <laughs> yes. time. I didn't think it was that big a deal. And now <laughs> anyone who is anyone will be there. So, no, but I'll be missing it and just enjoying some family time, mate. So some of the boys would be there, surely. Surely there's been some talk about it in the change rooms this week. Yeah, I haven't caught up on, on that just yet. I'll have a bit of a – we had yesterday off, so I think the buzz will build today. And, yeah, I guarantee there'll be a handful that'll be heading along. Now, it's your first venture into uh, AFL Clubland as a coach, but obviously a mm. fantastic player through your journey. You took on Werribee in the VFA, did a great job there. VFL did a great job there. What's what's it like at headquarters at North Melbourne with this young emerging group? Yeah, no, really enjoying it, Half. Um, yeah, I suppose break it up into kind of pre-Christmas and post-Christmas from my point of view, pre-Christmas... Um, just figuring it all out, really. Well, just still well and truly figuring it out, but just getting a lay of the land as to, to to what the role is and you know what the expectations are, and um, yeah, just fitting it back in with with what what my lifestyle ha- has been to, to what it is now. So, uh, well and truly settled here. Yeah, you know, we've got a great coaching group that that's really connected and um, you know, under Clarko, uh, a lot of collaboration and, and fresh ideas, innovation. So, really enjoying it, um, and, and I think. This time of year, as is the case at most clubs, the games are starting, which is which is terrific because um, yeah, we can start to get into it and actually start to test what we've been doing against um, legitimate opposition. So, just for those listening, and the head of development sort of sounds relatively straightforward, like we know what you do. But but do you work with big groups, individuals, small groups? What what is your main sort of focus through the week with in terms of trying to develop these these players? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, the way our coaching groups. Set up so we've got um, you know Jed Adcock, Xavier Clark, and, and Patch Adams who are our assistants. Um, we've actually got a development coach attached to, to each of those um, coaches as well. So we've got three development coaches um, that are specifically attached to a line. So I kind of assist with how they're running their programs and um, the development of them as coaches. And then we've got Tom Lynch kind of in the middle as the as the VFL coach and myself as as head of development. Um, so we've got a a fairly wide-ranging coaching group, and my main remit is, um, you know, developing each individual player. So, regardless of age, I do have a specific look at, um, you know, the first to four-year players. But across the list, I'm kind of responsible for every player's plans around how, you know, how we're looking to make them kind of ten to twenty percent better than than what they have been. And are we seeing progress? Are you seeing progress, even that short time you've had them so far, that you're seeing mm. a level of, of development that you're happy with? Yeah, I reckon the big, the big, um, the big moment for me, my role was. And again, I'm only really wet pioneers in the role and and just starting out. But the way this playing group um, went from pre-Christmas to post-Christmas, uh, I think that's a really good good sample size because they have to go away and do a lot of the work themselves. You know, they can't connect in small groups, obviously, but they're away from the club for for three weeks and we've had a big emphasis on you know the fundamentals from from my role. You know, kick Mark Campbell for as long as. Uh, football's been around and will be around. You've got to be able to do that pretty well yep. um, to compete at this level. So, 
that's been a lot of my role is putting a program in place to make sure these guys aren't neglecting the fundamentals and when they return from Christmas physically um, there, there were some real statements made but also in terms of of, of the capacity with ball in hand and, and how we're playing the game as well so um, liking the trend but as I said we'll start to play um, some opposition as of Wednesday and, and see how, how all that looks. There is some buzz from outside watching uh, the kangaroos at the moment for some of the, the simulation and scrimmage stuff you've been you've been getting your teeth into uh, what's Clarko feeling about this group and uh, can he because I imagine that's pretty handy to have too a stable coach who's going to be there for the season yeah. which is different to last year so uh, can you feel a sense of optimism from from outside even though you are inside? Yeah, I spoke to someone in the industry, um, just ran into a, a guy from the industry, getting a, getting a coffee the other morning, um, and he made a good statement. Like, February, I don't think clubs are doing much wrong in February. Um, <laughs> yeah, ex- externally, like, like you're, you're alluding to, there's a bit of buzz around North. There's also buzz around you know, all the other clubs doing their simulations. So it's about staying fit and healthy and... Um, bring the style to, to life in training, um, so we feel like we're we're giving ourselves a good good chance physically, um, you know, phys- from a physical point of view, but also from the footy point of view. Um, but yeah, we're starting to see what I what I would say is you know the, the guys that have been here twelve to thirty six months or in the AFL system twelve to thirty six months there. It, the responsibility is largely going to going to be on those guys, of which we've got a lot um, to kind of keep shaping this group and shifting this group forward um, and we saw a bit of that the other day individually I think a lot was made of Charlie Lazaro's game and not many had known much about Charlie Lazaro but you know fourth year player you come into your fourth year on one year contract and it's it's time to go you've, you've been around long enough to, to understand what's required um, as players like him you know, Eddie Ford into his third year um, you know, Will Phillips, Tom Powell um, those type of guys that that um, yeah, we'll really look to set up um, what the future of North Melbourne looks like. What about uh, the top draftee, Colby McKercher? We heard a lot about in the build-up to the draft. What's impressed you about him? Yeah, he's um, he's come in just with a level of poise and class that that you know I haven't seen um, across my time. Um, you know, in in drills, his ability to, to separate. Um, himself from others just with the way he uses the ball and creates his own time and space um, under a bit of pressure is is really impressive. Um, in saying that, there's definitely some some things we've we've gone to work with on Colby to to make sure he's um, as I spoke about improving that ten to twenty percent. He he hasn't played footy against men in reality until Wednesday uh, when he played the inter club. So that'll step up again for him in the next next few weeks actually competing and it's not like you're going to play local football um, against men. You're going to play, he'll be going to play the reigning premiers, um, albeit in kind of February match simulation. But there's there's some stuff there that we, we've got to make sure we're monitoring and not to bring too larger an expectation on um, Colby because... Um, yeah, he's a player in a hurry, but we want to kind of keep him in the moment as well. Yeah, and and fair enough too. It's uh, it's well said, I reckon. And just on the the challenge next week uh, on Wednesday, I think it is at the AIA Centre, mm. Collingwood's home ground and training base there at Olympic Park. I mean, you take on the Premier, so what what a way to to work out sort of where you are in the scheme of things. Is that mm. sort of the way you look at it from internally as well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like from our from from our point of view, it's. Um, 
yeah, there's, there's no real kind of management of situations or looking to um, handle anything with kid gloves, really, from, from our point of view. Our, our group um, largely came back day one um, as a group. You know, a lot of our group make up the demographic of players that's required to come back in on that first day, but even, um, you know, Josh Simkin and Luke McDonald and the more senior guys that weren't required for a period that were back, um, at that day one, which would, and to Clarko's point, which, uh, again, um, to give you a bit of an insight has been very much, yeah, we, we, we've got to play and compete to win and, and, um, whether it's February, June, July, it, it doesn't really matter for us. It's, um, yeah, we're not a club in a situation that can look to manage and and drip feed. We want to we want to actually really um, get to work as of well, we've been getting to work, but as of Wednesday, mm. um, I don't think you'll be see, seeing a huge amount of management or looking to pull players or whatever whatever it may be. We've got to go out with an intent to put the best side together and and play the style we've been putting together over the last couple of months. What's Zach Fisher going to do in uh, the Royal Blue and White Stripes? Yeah, I'm actually out here at the moment. Um, with a reconditioning session, there's eight players that are probably a week from from full full match play. Um, you know, Aiden Cores one of those players. Zach Fisher's out here. Eddie Ford. Um, so Paul Curtis, who just had a little mishap a couple of weeks ago, but um, you know he's shaping really well to play next next Wednesday. So Fisher's had a bit of an interrupted um, pre-season, but he, I think, speaking to the the theme of I've been chatting to you in the last five ten minutes around improving players, you know that ten to ten to fifteen percent. He was one, um, you know, pre Christmas that um, probably was a little bit behind the eight ball. Um, had a little bit of a shorter break in terms of Carlton playing a little bit longer. Mm. Um, came came to us, had a little bit of a quad setback, but got himself right. And, and come Christmas, um, his three weeks of Christmas was as impressive as any. The way he returned physically and ran and and tested, but then trained. Um, so he's, he has been managed a little bit over the last week or two just to to ensure that he he becomes okay to um, to to play Wednesday and then you know, fully into the St Kilda game. So half-backs have been where he's been doing a lot of his his work, of which you know, that can complement Bailey Scott and uh, Colby McKercher and, and, and Cheese and, and the names we want to get a bit of... Um, bit of run and pop off that half-back line. Well, they're nice names to have off that half-back line and plenty of development to be had for those boys too and, uh, and with you in charge, I reckon they'll get there pretty quickly, mate. Great to have a chat to you about what's happening at the Kangas. Good luck on Wednesday against the Pies and we'll pay uh, particular attention to what's going on with those young players that you're in charge yeah, of. Go get them. Appreciate it, half-seven.